Hello and welcome to another episode of What Now? Jom lepak with... Hazik and... <laughs> Aikal and... Today, this is our first ever guest on our show this year. Sorry, podcast. Please Ooh, have a round of applause, Jolene. Okay, come on, come on. Clap, Hazik. Clap, 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 clap. Okay, I'm going to ask you about Hi, Jolene. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, okay. Haikal and Hazik, for inviting me to your show. And I'm so looking forward to this lepak session. I actually didn't know I'm actually I'm the first for this year. Well, it's an honor then. Thank you so much for this. <laughs> yes, uh, it is an honor uh, for us as well because you accepted our offer and, you know, to be a part of this podcast. Yeah. So if you guys don't know who Jolene is, yeah, if you don't know who Jolene is, uh, she acted in a very, I guess, famous kind of short movie called Haikal, which tells a story about... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I'm not me, right. but not me. I mean, like, the other Haikal. The name of the movie is called Haikal. The short movie is called Haikal. So basically, the movie is about, about, a, about a young boy named Haikal, who his parents are in Malay and Chinese, and trying to navigate himself in interracial world of Malaysia lah. Trying to find himself in Malaysia, yeah. You can watch that on the Salad Show. Pretty good short movie, I say. Pretty good. Not only that, she is a, a counselor in training. That's wow. why we brought her today. Thank you so much. Because today... Is that also that, 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 oh, she's also a model, right? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yes. I, I also... I do modelling as well. Actually, I started from modelling industry... And then after that, um, sometime later, I went into also doing some TV commercial and acting. And it was really fortunate to be featured on, you know, to be invited to to participate, to film the short film Haikal. And I would say the experiences was very rewarding. The storyline was great. And I was in the movie as the parent of Haikal, the mom of Haikal. Yeah. Uh, a Chinese married into a Malay family <laughs> and then the struggle focused mainly on our son which is Haikal not the not the yeah. podcast Haikal but well <laughs> but honestly it's a very mm, worthy show that you should watch and you can actually see them on like what Haikal said on the salad show so if yes. not we can just share the link to you and it's just really worth I think 20 minutes of the of your time yeah yeah So if you are Malaysian, you really have to watch this. Just don't miss it. Yeah. Yes. Mm. That movie see. really reminds me a lot of myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And you can see, you can see Abu Jolin acting in it as well. Wow, her acting was really good. Wow, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in today's topic, so we're going to be, it's a very serious topic in a way. And I think it's pretty relevant right now, and an and issue that we should be addressing. Considering hmm. that zaman sekarang macam ada that trend yang apa? Oh, you should be woke, you know, woke about this stuff, you know, like oh, I'm so yeah, woke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so today's topic, we're going to talk about mental health. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very Ooh. serious. Man, very serious. So we brought Jolene in because she's a counselor in training. So we would like to know her perspective on. And you know, have a session with her, talking about mental illness together. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. before before we start into our conversation, let me just tell you briefly how the flow go. 
in our podcast. So we're going to basically, number one, we're going to define the definition of mental health. And then later, we're going to discuss the current issues regarding on mental health. Mental health. Then we're going to talk about the types of mental health. And why do people romanticize mental health? And how do we? How should we keep a balanced mental health? Very interesting topic. Very interesting Question, topic. Yeah. Yes. It's a good flow. It's a good flow. It's a good flow. I'm pretty excited how we are going to talk about this because, <laughs> very serious topic. Anyways, um, <laughs> all right. So before we start off with all of the things that I said, let's define what mental health is. All right. So hmm. mental health is basically based on the World Health Organization. It's a state of well-being in which the individual real- realizes his or her own abilities can cope with the men- with the normal stresses of life, can work productive- productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. Okay, yeah. So kita nak datang we we we've we've um we've seen uh, this definition from World Health Organization. But maybe I would like to ask uh, Aikal and Julie. Okay, thank Julie dulu lah. Um, like, what is mental health to you? What's your own definition lah? For me, the mental health, the statement uh, described by World Health Organization is, is good. And I would like to actually define what's a balanced mental health instead. Okay, for me, a balanced mental health is... <laughs> Is someone who is able to realize his or her own abilities and also able to cope with the normal life stresses. You know, not that because some individuals they can be like highly depressive or highly uh, having a highly functioning anxiety. Mm-hmm. People they still can function daily in their normal in their daily life, but it somehow impacted other parts of your, their personal lives as well. It can be like uh, it affects their career or affects their relationship with people or affects with their way of managing their daily lives yeah so for me someone with a balanced mental health able to balance all this aspect in in a, in a well-mannered way you know instead of going through an extreme uh, so end. so from from what i hear like, what i get it is possible for someone to be like depressed and like have like really severe functioning anxiety but still be able to mm-hmm. function as a normal human lah. Like, it doesn't catch up with them if you want it. Yeah, it can. They still can function normally. I mean, like high functioning depressive people, they can function normally, able to perform their job. But potentially, it might affect their personal relationship adversely. It's just that they don't really portray it out, especially in the public. So sometimes you see people who are very, you know. Goal oriented, career oriented. They'll be very good in their career, climb the amazing corporate ladders. At the same time, they don't really have a very good social life. It's also because um, they don't really pay a lot of attention on that part. And also, maybe they have a lot of burnout symptoms, but they still continue to work and continue to compete without taking a break. I guess. I guess. I guess. Even though, like, mental health has been like very has been like on the rise like people giving a lot of awareness i think it's still like a like a taboo topic to some people especially like i guess in malaysia in some sense like people still have a hard time like you know trying to grasp the idea of mental health yeah they it could be it could be they don't realize it or it's just that they they 
they don't really want to talk about it. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay. So there's so there's people with mental health problems and Mm-mm-mm. maybe they don't realize yeah. it, lah. Okay, so so I guess again, I guess from from there, um, I can continue, lah. Like, we give our own understanding of mental health and share some stories, mm. again. So, like, um, I guess I can give some story regarding that, which is that, like, um, a lot of, like, um, Malaysian parents, yang apa. I'm not trying to sh- throw shade on them. I'm not trying to offend them or anything. I'm just saying, um, this is the case. I know this is the case because I've, I've experienced this. Where, like, um, the elders, um, conservative elders, yes, they, like, um, whenever they hear this problem, like, about mental health, uh, they listen, they, they hear about, like, maybe, like, a child. Like, a child, like, they're aware about this kind of situation. And they feel as if they have some symptoms of anxiety or depression or some, some other mental health problems. They go to their parent and their parent says, Go pray more. Uh, go, go read Quran. Or go closer to God. Or go... You know, like, and, then, and then they... they, they I guess because it's such a taboo topic, um, I guess since it's not talked about, they, they feel as if it's such a problem where that can be solved like as easy as getting close to... Mm-hmm. But I mean, it helps. Yeah, we know that it's a, that can help. But sometimes that's not really the case, and they just see it as like. Uh, do you guys get what I mean? Mm, it's basically like they focus that they are like neglecting the issue of that mental health is there that they should try to go back to mm-hmm. to I guess their roots, macam baca Quran, semua tu, solat. Am I? Yeah, betul, betul. Okay. okay, yeah, I just get it. Something else. Something else macam dia, uh, they, they see mental health problems as like, gila. Uh, macam, like, oh, if you're depressed, that means you're like, fucked up somewhere in the brain. Uh, macam, macam, yeah, that, that's, that's the truth, you know? Like, like I, I talk about, maybe like, okay, I'm not saying my case, uh, but there are many cases where like, you talk about <laughs> mental health problems to like, an uh, elder person and they, they, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they macam, they see it as such a problem where they, they just they say, eh, tak, tak, no, you, you are fine, you are fine, you're completely fine. They, they don't, they don't want you to have that. They, want, they don't want you to think that you have it because they see it as like a, penangkit gila lah, macam tu. I can relate, like, some parents, they are that way. I think one is that they do not know what is mental health issues because in their, generations they don't really talk about it and two is that it wasn't very popular right and usually whenever they watch uh, movies especially like you know romanticized by the movies uh if you have like mental health issues and most likely you'll be in the psychiatric ward <laughs> and then um yeah and also like um yeah they'll usually ask ah. you to go pray go and read your quran or bible or anything because that's the only way they can know how to console and calm themselves and at the same time um but then nowadays, I would say, um, sure, those methods might help, but it might be even better if we can combine techniques that we learn in a more scientific way to address all these mental health concerns. Yeah, instead of just relying on the traditional way of uh, addressing it. Yeah, it's it's sort of like so, it's sort yeah. of like treating mental health like your own physical bodily health, like like your mental your mental your mental health is like a part of your body as well. Because, you know, like, these parents, they, 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 they feel like, oh, they are sick, you yeah. can go to the doctor, right? Um, the people that, that say, like, this, yeah. this thing is like, a, like I said, they, I think one thing that I am a point mm. maybe to convince them, saying that 
it's something that needs to be treated is I guess treating it something like a fever. Go to the doctor. Mm. Doctor can say this, can they say that, and then give you some treatments. Yeah, they they should do that. I mean, if they are open to that. Like, do you have any like, macam stories lah, cerita lah, macam regarding mental health lah? Mental health, uh, I have actually. I have two stories. Uh, when I I just thought about it just now. What to think? One was eh. with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. One with my one, my grandparents, my grandparents. And the other was with my friend, but I won't mention their names, lah. Uh, so my my first story is about my grandparents. So my so I guess my first encounter with a mental health, uh, problem is with my grandparents. So when, when I think when I was fifteen, uh, during twenty seventeen, um, I think if I'm not mistaken, they were diagnosed with schizophrenia. So basically, during uh in Malay, I'm not sure if I if I'm saying it correctly. Some nyanyok, some like a lot of. Thoughts mm-hmm. are are in their heads, overthinking lah. Like there's like you can hear like some voices inside inside their heads. So when I first knew that they mm-hmm. they had it, I was quite shocked lah because this is the first time I've seen someone had this uh, symptom. And not only that, it was the first time I heard of that word. So something new to learn. So I guess one encounter that I remember the most was with my I guess with my granddad. My grand my grandmother tak sangat. Uh, she was okay, like okay lagi lah. But my granddad was a bit, I guess, a bit more severe. So this was during the time, or during the time, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was in Raya. Ah uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it's like during around Raya lah, during around Idol P3. So we were going out to eat. So we were going out to eat, uh, with my granddad. Uh, my grandmother wasn't there. She was in the hospital. She was in the hospital. She was warded uh, because she fell in the kitchen. All right. So she was warded. So basically, my grandparents were separated. So we went to the. So as we went to the, uh, to the kedai to eat, and we ate and all. And bila nak balik tu, this is where the problem began lah, uh, where he refused to go back with us. He refused to go back with us. I think this is because. Uh, when I saw that in hand, I was confused. Uh, like, why can't he like come and come home with us? Like, also, we we've done this many times before. Why can't why is he neglecting this right now? So I was confused. It took it took a while for us to you know get get him into the car. I think two hours from nine to eleven. Pretty long lah to convince him. So there was like like my dad tried to convince him like there was a back and forth mm-hmm. argumentation where like saying. Uh, nah, I, I want to stay here. I, I feel that people can treat, help me treat me better, something like that. So after like two hours, like I think around eleven, we we finally convinced him. We went into the car, and this is where I guess where the most bizarre thing happened. He tried to when we were driving, he tried to get out while driving. Mm. Oh my god! Yeah. So like. I don't I don't know what to expect. Like this was so surreal. Like this is like I'm seeing my granddad doing this for the first time. Like funny, tak tak pernah jadi, but it did jadi. But how did he get his treatment afterward? Did he receive any? Yeah, he did. He did. So after we went through the whole scenario, uh, we re- we asked the police to help. You know, help him. You know, calm down lah, because it was too out of hand. Because my dad couldn't do anything. He wouldn't listen to my dad. So the police came in, uh, barge in, and intervene. And try to calm, mm-hmm. uh, try to calm down my, uh, my granddad. So he went to hospital, and I guess, uh, he was rehabilitated lah. And from there, I started to empathize lah with how how people mm-hmm. that has mental health. Mm-hmm. Because, 
um when because when they have these feelings of like painful feelings inside all these thoughts and everything um it's hard for the it's it's hard for us to understand them like they feel that like it's hard for for every, everybody in the surrounding to understand them so when 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 i first encountered that my granddad had it so i was like this this is this is a serious issue this is something that the pe- we need to deal with empathy with and what what happened to your granddad right now is he still in rehabilitation uh right now he's fine he's with my aunt he's he's fine he's taking his medicine but he's very weak lah i haven't i mean personally haven't really experienced someone with schizophrenia It's like you know, like you said, they have hallucinations and they cannot differentiate the reality and the imaginations. And do they actually forget about you? Do they forget who you are? No, they just. Well, they didn't forget about me. I think. I think it was more to my dad. Uh, if I'm mistaken, like uh, he said to my dad, "Apa ni bukau kan anak aku?" I, like if that was my oh, dad, I would. Oh, that oh, hurts. Can't do that. Yo, abu abu na abu na pa watcham this one video abu. Um, this child taking out their mother abu, yang has uh, dementia. That way he took out his mother to eat, and then oh the video just makes you cry because like he is there like just like teman lah. He he portrays himself as like because the because um his his mother couldn't recognize him. And then, uh, and then, apa? His mother said, "Oh, you're such a nice man to sit here and um, eat with me." And then he just talks to her. And you can hear him just like crying in the background. <laughs> But uh, I mean, I I I have to say, like, props to my dad. Like, he he dealt the situation very well. Uh, like, he wasn't overreacting or everything. He he dealt it calmly because he in he really loves like his dad. Like, Amazing. That's good to know that your dad, your That's grandfather true. is recovering. Yeah, is recovering. But I read. How about your grandmother? Oh, my grandma. Oh, uh, <laughs> my grandma is a chitlain lah. So she she also had uh, dementia, and yeah, yeah dementia. Uh, you can see the reason why my granddad was like that. Uh, like I guess a bit very. I guess he acted differently. Like he acted differently. It's because my grandmother wasn't there, because both of them are like I guess very close to each other. Like. So once my grand my grandmother tak ada, yeah, rasa macam lonely lah. There's no one to to hear his thoughts, someone he can trust. So yeah, that's because that so that happened. So my grandmother, on the other hand, uh, she injured herself in the kitchen. Uh, she went into ICU. Uh, tried to fix. Mm. I guess tried to recover for her broken leg. Mm. But yeah, but she didn't. I guess she 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 fought like as if she fought cancer lah. She was very. Very determined to, to live. That's all I can say. She's a very stubborn woman, lah. That's all I can Bagus say. Bagus itu. Very stubborn woman. Sometimes, sometimes stubborn is good. Sometimes stubborn is bad. <laughs> But is it? Sad. Kali ini dia stubborn. Aku nak idoga. Nak idoga. Tapi tu lah. Like looking at my grandmother like that. The last thing that she said to me, belajar betul betul. That's the last thing that she said to me before before that the the whole incident happened. And that that still keeps in. That's still like in, it's still into me today, but she didn't live long lah. Like she passed away in twenty twenty nineteen around I think around my birthday. Mm, but it was pretty hard lah, pretty hard. So, but um, it was hard for the family and for my granddad. So knowing that she has he has to endure the loss of the love of the love of oh, her life. Wow, wow, cerita tu wow, hekar. I guess one thing that yeah, I can say yeah. what what's the positive about this cerita I get the right on the police car. 
I remember him telling me this story and he was like so excited about the fact that he got to ride in a police car. How does it feel like, to be honest? Oh, it felt nice. I, do. I felt like I a love. child. I felt like I wanted to press all the buttons. Get the button, But yeah. I, I, you, said, you said you have another friend, that you, I mean, someone you know that has mental um, health issues that you want the story. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll keep this short because I think everybody has a lot of things to say about this topic. Yeah, I mean... Okay. <laughs> so I have a friend, so he, he's, he was a classmate of mine uh, mm-hmm. when I was taking SPM. It was two years ago, 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not I, so his actions were pretty like, I guess I guess weird like, in a way, like pretty out of context. He liked to hang out with children. He had a different... He, he... His... When he says something is out of like he did did not feel like blown the back up. He he only thinks of himself. So he, and anyway, he was very immature lah in a way. So I was like I'm from 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 what I see of his action, I felt like kenapa dia uh like Why is he acting so weirdly? Why is he not acting like a normal seventeen year old? I, I I didn't quickly judge him. I was more of questioning his actions. I wanted to understand him more. So, I took the approach, be friends with him, try to understand him. Because um, he was quite hated in class about the punya perangai. Yeah, I was there this one time. I went to your class. Then, because you know what I Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, so once we got, we, we've gotten closer, I got to know him better. Uh, he told me that he, he was facing um, a mental illness problem. I forgot what it is, but... I forgot what uh, he was facing, but it was something relating. It was an illness that he was facing, lah. Mm-hmm. A mental illness problem. So he said to me like he had to take two medications per day. Oh. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. Sh- I'm not entirely sure. I just have. That's what I remember. But when I heard that, I'm like, wow! You're taking that. You're taking medication. At such a young age, I would say. And. Yeah, it's just a young age, and and everybody's like, I guess, bashing him for 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 his action. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I I guess it's very like, I guess controversial like, whether you want to, uh, empathize with him or what if you want to be annoyed with him because he is in a way quite quite annoying. Mm. But I feel that even though he is annoying, you shouldn't bash at him lah. Kita kena tegur lah. Kita kena tegur lah dia. Betul betul. Dia macam dia macam dia macam orang like you lah kan. Macam you have a condition yeah. and where you macam you patah kaki kan. Yeah. Of course you need extra help with it lah. So macam I guess some people can see it as like annoying that this person needs help all the time because patah kaki. But then some else, someone else might be like oh it's okay I can that person has a condition and needs help and I have to help him. But yeah. Yeah yeah. Uh, itulah macam I- I'm quite curious because you say that he likes to hang out with he, ha- he often hang out with kids. With children, what does it mean actually? I guess because like the reason why he, I guess he, they act his their uh, their age lah, because because he's immature, okay? so kids are immature. So mm-hmm. yeah, so ah, basically okay. they have so he has a social circle that he can that he can work with, like yeah. I guess if you hang out with like teenagers mm-hmm. who are I guess like mentally well, uh, he probably be hard to integrate and socialize with them lah. 
but obviously like um he's doing fine he mm-hmm. he passed mm-hmm. SPM he mm-hmm. got into university I'm happy for him to be honest very happy for him but I hope he's uh I hope he is facing you know I hope he's doing well mm-hmm. uh, dealing with his mental mental health quite mm-hmm. quite a long story to be honest but yeah <laughs> thanks for sharing yeah mm-hmm. so from here dah dapat dengar lah macam cerita pasal schizophrenia mm-hmm. and someone maybe stuck in a, in the childhood and tak tak dapat nak nampak nak grow up <clears throat> i guess you can see lah from here we know that mental health really is something that needs to be addressed kan yeah something needs to be addressed okay so maybe um we can talk about things like current issues mm-hmm. ada, ada banyak lah macam we have mental health problems i guess well, well let's talk about what the problem are nowadays mm-hmm, yeah in the apa what do you call it in status quo cool. <laughs> so i guess we are living in the pandemic mm-hmm. right yeah and uh jolie so since you you ha- you are like a counselor like how how does it feel like counseling people who are facing in the pandemic mental health issue has always been there it's just that um definitely the pandemic has um aggravated kind of like make things a bit more worse especially people have to work from home you know family members have to work from home parents have to work mm-hmm. from home educate and also taking care of their child's education because they have to study from home as well or i mean i read some news lately from malaysia news i think it's free malaysia today can't remember which one online it says that it heavily impact most on individuals who are middle income and also lower income like the m40 and b40 <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. because like as as what i mentioned before you know one is that parents have to work from home Okay, but if you have a kids, you have to take care of kids. You have to teach them as well, educate them. Or if you are B forty, it's even worse because you're staying in a very small area of compound. That imagine like nine people in the house, and it's just so hard to do work at all. At the same time, you might also I have heard like there's rising cases of domestic abuse because some mm. couple they have difficulty to stay together at home most of the time. Um, they're so used to going out to work separately and only see each other for a certain hours, excluding the sleeping hours. So yeah, and that also increased, which is quite concerning. Um, I have noticed as well that majority of the working people, they do face a lot of work burnout. Even though it's a luxury, I mean, it's it's great to work from home. You don't you save your travel time. You know, uh, don't have to spend time going. Uh, dress up, stuck in the traffic for an hour just to get to work. But you actually have more work to work from home because everyone, your, you know, your clients, your boss will think, oh, you have more time. So I'm going to give you more work right now. And we have to be faster because everyone is going online and everything is just fast online. So you have to do it really fast. So that's one. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, there's a few, <laughs> few issues that I noticed. And most of the issues, actually, the common mental health issues are first is like uh, anxiety, two is definitely the depression, and three is just a general stress as well. Mm. I mean, including yeah, yeah, burnout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's also I think not not only like effect it infect it infects families, but also infects um, the some of the individuals itself, those who are working. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people like lost their jobs. Um, in I guess twenty nine, twenty twenty. Yeah, 
I mean, even now, I guess. Yeah, even now, yeah. Due to the, the, the company has to cut costs and everything. So I guess it's pretty hard like, for those who are from the, the M40, the B40. They have to struggle to find a new job. They have to work harder than before like, to sustain their family. Yeah, and you have to like acquire new skills because everything now, not everything, but some of it is like online. Mm-hmm. You get to, you must learn. It's like learning a new, taking a new course, taking a new degree. Okay, probably diploma. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, can't, I can't remember what I want to say. But, you know, like a lot of coppers are actually um, already closed down, you know. Like I think if you know the magazine company called, what, what's it called? Blue Ink? If you reach all, you read all the nice magazine like Jelita or, you know, female magazine. I, I don't know if you guys read it anyway, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, it, but it's like a, it's such a, it's, it's such a fun magazines, but they're all like closing down. Uh, it was really sad. And a lot of them who suddenly just lost their jobs. So they have to start everything from scratch again. And I think, I think that mm. this pandemic shows that we really have to be very well known in technology. Yeah. Like, like we have to start knowing how to use the computer more oftenly, how to use Google Drive, all these basic stuff. But I think not only that, um, I, I think it, this also, like, I guess also, like, for those who are students who face, like, mm-hmm. I guess, who faces family problems, like, aggressive parents. That's, that's one of the issues that can arise. Because, like, you know, like, since before PKP, like, before this whole new normal thing came, mm-hmm. uh, I guess they can escape themselves going to school with their friends, right? And they don't have to be, with, they don't have to be with their aggressive parents for, like, 24 hours. But, like, now they're back mm-hmm. at home and they have to stay with their parents 24-7. So, I guess it's, quite difficult lah for them to live. Do you have something to say, Aziz? I guess macam, kita orang tengah cakap pasal issues lah kan. Macam pandemic, and then there's mm. apa. Um, um, I guess right now lah, just the main thing is the pandemic, and everyone's staying at home, yeah. and this can cause more apa, problems. So we, we talked about macam a bit of problems, like like actual problems, like um, uh, difficulty with work, sesekat kat rumah dengan parents yang tak berapa mm-hmm. okay sangat. Yeah. So, um, I guess, can we say that actual physical problems or like problems, you know, problems cause mental health problems? Okay, in this case, the pandemic. Sikat ke rumah and then stress with work. Uh, but just, just too, there's more work to do. Okay, that's, a, that's an example. Okay, there's, there's not enough time and there's too much work to do. And that's an example. Maybe, I guess from that on, we can say, uh, I guess a common thing that we can come across macam orang selalu cakap macam dia ni sedih, dia bercerai terlebih. Uh, I guess a death of a loved one. And then I guess these kinds of problems, can we say that these problems, these like actual problems cause mental health problems? Mm. You mean death of loved ones or the normal conflict issues? Mm. Like daily life issues? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Or even relationship issues or even social media actually is also, uh, also influence your mental health as well. I think I read some news somewhere, which I kind of like agree on, you know, mm. breakup, you know, romantic relationship breakup will also cause a physical pain in your heart and also vice versa. It affects your mental health in a way that you feel more depressed, that you feel more anxious, you have like insomnia. Um, those are the, some of the current issues. That I don't, I'm not sure whether it's the current issues, but I'm just saying it's real that these issues are, these simple 
not simple relational issues will also cause some mm. mental health yeah, issues so i think <clears throat> i think macam uh, because like mental health is so taboo a lot of people they 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 think that macam they're going through something like say like a conflict uh, a breakup for example and then they do have these symptoms of uh, depression but then they downplay it because they say that uh, apa benda ni macam mm-hmm. uh, breakup cukup lepak <laughs> they, they just think like oh it's just a small problem why why do I have to be depressed about it but then I guess that's also being that that's also problematic isn't it macam I guess we all should realize that Um, actual conflicts, actual daily issues can cause these mental health problems. Yes. Usually mental health issue arises because you do not have the resources or you do not know the new techniques. I mean, proper techniques to address it, to cope with it. That's why sometimes, you know, you hear like corporate giving or maybe school, they also give like a stress management uh, web workshop, um, All these, all these things, even though it's like, some people would think, oh, I already know how it's going to do, how we're supposed to de-stress. But actually, um, sometimes when those things hit us, we just don't really know how to deal with it. So sometimes I feel like mental health issues arise mainly because we don't have enough resources and mm-hmm. we just don't really know much about it. And me, from my personal experience, I, I, I went through a breakup, which is super bad for me. Uh, I was in, it was my first romantic relationship for five years and then after that when we broke up well it took me a year later to realize that i have um i should have seek uh, mental professional help because i when after the breakup i think it was in 2012 or something can't remember um i i was basically at home crying <laughs> and then when i wake up i just don't want to do anything I just want to lie down on the bed, do nothing. And I will, even though I never think about committing suicide, I just want to make sure I drink at least three glasses of Milo a day or milk a day. And then that's it. I don't want to do anything else. I just lie on the bed and then I will cry myself to sleep. That's all I want to do for a few months. And then um, to the extent that my mom will oh. nudge me to tell me to go out and do something. So when I go out to do my work, Uh, I I work all day. My mom would scold me. I was like annoyed, thinking that oh, you want me to be out, but why are you scolding me for coming back late? You know, I'm I'm doing something. You know, uh, oh yeah. At that time, I was actually still studying, but I kind of like quit my study for a period of time because I wasn't really well, and and I just just no interest at all. Basically, the thing is that I don't know. I have depression or symptoms of depression. I would say. It's just that I refuse to even think about it. I just, in my head, I just keep repeating the thoughts of the if scenario, like, oh, what if I do this? Perhaps it wouldn't end up in this way. Or, you know, I would think about um, so so much, so much uh, repetitive thoughts, like, you know, ruminations, that word. Yeah, people who have those anxiety or depressive thoughts, Um, symptoms they tend to ruminate a lot they worry about things that is not within their control and then they have a lot of regrets mm-hmm. which I do and feeling very guilty for whatever reason even though it's not your fault so yes um, the thing is that like what Hazik said you know some people they actually have mental health issues after they break up but they refuse to acknowledge it 
but it will be even better now. I mean, with, with, with the social media in news, I mean, everyone is more open about this stigmatized mental health issues. I think it's easier for people to acknowledge it compared to me back in the days. <laughs> but even my parents, they don't even know it's depression so, or mental health issues. So they never even asked me to see a counselor or whatever. They just tell me that I need to go out mm. and do something about it. So it took me like mm. nine months, I think nine months, moments a year, to actually pick myself up. I really do not know what happened. Yeah. Like just the time just fly by just like that. Uh, wow. That's understandable. I mean, like five years relationship and then it all goes away. <sighs> Painful. Talking about like, um, do you think it's safe to self-diagnose yourself? Uh, if you had mental health or not? I think it's okay for you to do quiz and stuff. Because a lot of websites, like counseling website, they also have that tool, self, like self-assessment tool. But after birth, you have to see, consult a counselor, mental health counselor or psychologist or you know a psychiatrist if you want, immediately as soon as you can. You can't just like self-diagnose yourself. Oh yeah, I have a severe level of depression. And that's about it. The thing is that it's best for you to seek um, these professionals because then they will yeah. teach you and guide you and ex- and explore the issues with you. So you don't have to do it alone. When you do it alone, it's going to take you a while, probably a few years down the road to figure things out. But with someone, because, when, because you are so mm-hmm. occupied with so much sadness, emptiness in you, you don't really have, you, you, you do need extra hand of people to come and help you to think of the solutions, the way to manage it. Because your mind is just too occupied with the other things. You don't have time to actually think about how to cope with it. So, yes, even if you self-diagnose, I would highly recommend you to just seek professional help and support. I mean, also get support from family and your loved ones will be very good. Okay, so talking about what um, people self-diagnosing, I guess like, we can't talk about romanticizing and also like, popularization of, of me. But before we go further, like, you said that um, there are cases where um, like you yourself at that time didn't know depression to like, you didn't know what it was like, like depressing. How, what is it like mm. to be depressed? So for me, I guess we can categorize a bit of um, uh, common mental health issues. Uh, for now, we can talk about depression. From, from, from what I know, depressed when you're depressed, you wake up and like you said, you didn't want to do anything. Um, your feelings of mm-hmm. emptiness and like, sadness that lasts for a really long time. And it just... Yeah, at least two weeks, hmm, I would at say. At least two weeks of of sadness. Is there, is there any, anything else we have to categorize um, depression? It also affects how you think things and also your physical health. You know, physical health, potentially you might have insomnia. Actually, it's very common symptoms, even if I have anxiety mm-hmm. and all. So sometimes I wouldn't, whenever my client come and see me, I wouldn't categorize them. I, would, I wouldn't tell them, oh, you have actually severe depression. So this is what you're supposed to do. No, the thing is that a lot of things actually causes you to feel that way, all those experiencing all these mm-hmm. symptoms, right? And I mean, of course, one of another symptoms of depression is that, same with anxiety, it's like you have a very fix, fixated uh thought patterns you will sometimes magnify issues issues that's actually not big issues but you kind of like magnify mm. it oh my god yeah, you make a mistake on your exam you're like oh yeah that's the reason why we didn't get together <laughs> or something like that um, sometimes people will magnify it or catch us I can't I can't remember how to pronounce that word <laughs> basically Cat- um, catastrophize is that it? 
Yes, <laughs> oh my God, pronunciations. Um, they they will do that, and actually, there is a kind uh, of ten at least ten kinds of different kinds of negative automatic thoughts that sometimes you just happen. You think about it, you just perceive the matter mm. in that way immediately without you actually think about it. So one is like catalyst for size. I guess that's what here you say it. It means that you see the issue, you tend to see it as bigger than it is. It's also, and then some they will have like self-fulfilling prophecy. They will say they will read uh, probably the the bomo or the shaman or the astrologist say this is true to you. You're gonna you're gonna fail your exam, you know. And then yeah, you take it as real. So you just fail the exam because actually how you perceive, how you interpret it is so. It's very important. So, but I, I, but I have to. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, rather than like categorizing, like, I guess from what I get from you lah. So rather than categorizing, it's better to know what is healthy, what is not. <laughs> I guess because like, you 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 said that our you said that um I asked you about uh, categorizing and uh like, okay what is that depression what is anxiety but then you said that um. When you have a when you have a a patient or like a client, uh, you rather say that you wouldn't say that they have depression, anxiety. You would rather say that, oh, you're doing this and you're doing that, you're doing that. Yeah, I wouldn't categorize it. I mean, I, like she will show me a picture saying that you know, I, I this like I have a client will come to me showing me a picture saying that oh you know, I did this uh test, so it it shows that you know my uh, I have depression and then. I was like, okay, but the thing is, me as a counselor, there's one thing about counselors that we cannot categorize our clients into like, oh, you have depression, you have schizophrenia, and all because those are jobs of clinical psychologists and psychiatrists. For us, is that we don't want you to cate- put yourself into that box because sometimes you put yourself into that box, you kind of like self pity yourself, and you kind of like stuck yourself there into that. You know, yeah, I'm an egg, so I'm always an egg. I'm a potato, I'm always a potato. So, <laughs> um. We would want to help them to see themselves bigger than that, and also sometimes when you have one symptom, it doesn't mean you have depression. Like for example, you've been feeling sad for two weeks, sad for two weeks. It doesn't mean you have depression. You can't just immediately tell yourself, "Oh, tell other people you have depression," because that's not true. And then us as a counselor, we basically help you to see the to identify the issues, the maintaining. Uh, a factor that actually maintain your sadness. What causes it? We'll we'll revisit whatever that happened and also whatever that comes, that is in the present as well that is affecting you. So then we wouldn't want them to categorize themselves. So so basically, yeah. like like a counselor is basically mm-hmm. you just ask questions to help them figure out, like how, to figure out what what to do in, in the problems, right? In 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 that um, way. That's one. That's one. We we definitely uh, ask more questions than we give advice because we are not supposed to give advice. But unfortunately, uh, un- unless you need like uh, practical um, guidance and suggestions. So, for example, you're a teenager, get pregnant. So, where you should seek help? Then yes, we have to tell you which center mm-hmm. or which government body you should seek help from, which shelter you should go. Um, those are the things that we can give advice. But if you were to ask us, like for example, you. Say, oh, I want to break up with him. I don't know what I should do. Then the client will look at you, say, "What do you think? If you're me, what will you do?" 
So <laughs> the thing is that what we think, what we as a counselor think doesn't matter. But uh-huh. we will also give, we'll, we'll help you to, we'll provide you certain perspective with questions for you to explore. We'll explore with you. Wow, that's pretty yeah. interesting. So Aziz, do you want to be a counselor? Aku nak be a counselor. I guess I'm already counselor to free my friends. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when when you become when you become when you become a boyfriend, you automatically become your girlfriend's counselor. <laughs> sometimes, but uh, usually counselor wouldn't uh, give advice to their loved yeah. ones because sometimes we take it so personally. Yeah, that's true. People like you'd be like, okay, yeah, are you going to be my counselor? So tell me, I want to go out with this friend, but my boyfriend is not happy about it. And then you are the boyfriend, but like, yeah, of course I'm not happy about it, but you can't say that. You have to say, hmm, so why is it your boyfriend is not happy? <laughs> if you can, if you're good in doing the third party uh, point of view role, then it's good for you. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a good exercise. It helps you to see things in a more wider perspective. Mm, yeah, yeah. In a, yeah. I guess, I guess like by questioning, it helps you put your shoe into the other people's person. Uh. Empathy, I would say. Empathy. Em- yeah, empathy, empathy. Mm. I think because I think like dealing with mental health. Uh, put your shoe in it, someone else. You mean put yourself in someone else's <laughs> oh shoe? Oh my God, my English today. But I'm worried. Yeah, but like basically empathy. La. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... I can't put my shoe to you, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but yeah, but I think I think when it comes to dealing with these people, like even though like even not a counselor or not, I think it's important to like empathize with them first, mm-hmm. ask questions, but like not, but try to do it in a try to make them feel comfortable, lah. Mm-hmm. Like they can trust you and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what's currently now what's happening now, which I think it was pretty shocking, it's like the 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 rom- romanticizing of mental health. Can you tell me more about it uh, from yeah. your experiences? Uh, so, I got this idea because from my friend, uh, she's studying psychology. So mm-hmm. She was giving me this one article about romanticizing of mental health. So, that's why I brought this up uh, in today's uh, discussion. I guess basically, like, the younger generations today, they they like to associate themselves with Oh, I have depression. Oh, I have anxiety. Like they feel proud of it for some reason, which is not, which is a bad thing. You shouldn't be proud of having those things because mental health problems is a very big issue. Like even even if you're depressed and all, it's a big issue. Thing, and you should be you should you shouldn't play around with it. But I guess some people do, um, do that because I don't know. I guess they want to show how cool they look. Is it is that happen to your friend or circles or people you know in your circle of friends? I mean, like I don't know. I uh, no 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 no. Apparently, uh, thank God no one <laughs> no one has done that yet. <laughs> I do okay, okay. I have something about this lah. Uh, there was there was there was someone in my life previously, and actually, a romantic partner lah. But much the the story is is that, um. Uh, during that time, I guess uh, it was it was a hard time for both of me and her. And much um, I I couldn't believe that breakup. But then she gave me these excuses, saying that, "Oh, I'm sorry." And then she said that, "Oh, I have these mental health problems. Can you please empathize with me? Stay with me, whatever." And stuff like that. 
But macam, and also, um, that was like long time ago, masa zaman sekolah dulu lah. But then after that zaman sekolah tu, I also talked about this uh, friend of mine. And then she said that she's actually been um, warded for having um, uh, depression and really bad stuff. And then she said that, she told me about what she was going through. So then, what, what happened to her so that she could give advice on 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 that time punya 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 partner lah. So I said, oh, okay. So this one thing I guess I guess I can say about romanticizing and why it's so popular is that um, a lot of people, I guess macam some people, they they say that of they macam kuat-kuat macam they, they open up and they say shit like, uh, oh, I'm depressed or I have severe anxiety but sometimes they don't but they just say oh, because they took a quiz is so that they can get, uh, I guess they can get some empathy and they can get some uh pity from people so they they mm. think that oh i have this thing and i have these problems and then they 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 say oh i have these problems and then they want a card or like a sticker that that just like says give me some slack cut me some slack yeah i'm like this so cut me some slack come on yeah because people i know usually even if they have like mental health the uh, challenge they wouldn't admit it <laughs> they wouldn't see they wouldn't consult they wouldn't seek help my case is mostly like that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like when my, I don't know. I I only read all this thing mostly mm-hmm. on the news where people will romanticize it. So some I think I recently read news that someone on the TikTok, she kind of like posted a video say, oh, uh, people always ask me how mm-hmm. I lost weight, blah blah blah, and then she was like. She do a kind of like a glamorized video saying, oh, because I have like bulimia, blah, blah, blah. So it's like a, then people will like it very much. And then after that, it's like kind of like in a way indirectly telling people this is how you should lose your weight. Kind of way. Yeah. So for me, that's, that, that's kind of like bad way to romanticize or telling people to, to, to have a weight loss. And, and one thing I noticed is that romanticizing it is not a good thing because it makes people who really suffer it, who actually went and sees a professional help and who is getting having medication to think that, oh, you know, perhaps I can deal with it in a much more, in that way, instead of going to, to seek professional help. So that's not a good idea. I, I think I, I, yeah. I have come across something else. Bertering uh, something about romanticizing, romanticizing mental health. Okay. But this isn't regarding, this isn't regarding like people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just, that, this of someone in my process was like doing this, romanticizing this mental health. But um, mm. I guess um, there's a lot of fan fictions and stories and I guess media where ada mm. orang gila atau macam ada psychopath mm. ni and then they portray this psychopath as like this a really handsome mm. hot dude mm. and then this really handsome and hot dude like kidnaps this girl and then they go through something and then and then macam romanticizing this this man with really problematic mental health, mental problems lah macam also, they I guess macam, this this really is a problem macam to young girls. Young girls and then they, they read like this this uh, comics and then um this really hard dude and then they gila. Tapi dia dia sebenarnya I like they gila lah. Tapi they bila bila if you put them in that light of like this really uh this dude that you're supposed to fall for, what is it gonna happen to girls yang macam coming up and then they then they macam 
they see these signs of like these mental health problems in the dude and then they start falling for that dude because they read it like in, in some kind of story and then the story portrays them in such a sexual manner. Is it like Fifty Shades of Grey? Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't know the whole thing because um, to, to me, from what I heard, like, Fifty Shades of Grey is just a lot of quite BDSM tapi macam, I don't know, I don't know the whole story. <laughs> So I don't know what to say about it. But but the the, the story is like uh, the, the story starts with a emotionally unavailable guy, and then and then the girl like somehow fall in love with it. They have some no before falling in love. They had like contract, and then after that they fall she fall in love with it. I I I didn't watch the second and the third, so I don't know what is it. But it reminded me like the story is say it reminded me of Fifty Shades of Grey. At first I was like thinking Twilight, and then I was like oh no it's not Twilight. <laughs> But yes, I do agree. It's sometimes like if you romanticize it in that way in the media, it's very dangerous. Like even like the Netflix shows called Thirteen Reasons Why. I don't know if you watch it. Do you guys watch it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay, so it's basically showing the first uh, first season showing the girl. Uh, she left like thirteen tapes or what, recording tape. Then his best friend will listen to it one by one. Then found out that oh she that's how she basically planned her her suicide in a very in the 13 episodes <laughs> and then in the end it shows how she actually commits suicide and who is the person that caused her to have depression who who and it tells the story of who raped her and then how she deal with it and then in the end she she committed suicide so in a way it's kind of like um the reception was like mixed and some people they don't like it because it's kind of like telling people oh uh this is how you can do if you're depressed or potentially like you know people who are actually depressed or you know want to commit suicide I don't think they usually plan that well I don't know but I mean it's just a way of saying it but then when you mentioned Fifty Shades of Grey uh, in my mind there's already a story yang tengah trending lah sama sekarang it's called uh, Killing Stalking <laughs> uh, Killing Stalking actually it's it's like this uh it's not a kid drama. It's a okay, called manhua. Where it's it's like a, it's it's sort of like a manga. It's sort of like a manga, like a comic lah. Comic lah, basically. It's about this dude that kidnaps this this, this other dude, and then, yeah, it's it's. I can't believe I read it. I read it. Ah, mm-hmm. don't read it. <laughs> There's no need to read it. It's really graphic, and I just read it because the the story's not even that good. You just read it because you want to know what happens mm-hmm. next. But that's that lah. But yeah, romanticizing mental health is really not good. I mean, lagi-lagi lah dengan orang yang rasa macam dia ada masalah tapi kesian lah dengan orang yang ada masalah. Dia macam, dia macam, oh okay ada masalah sebenarnya. But then orang yang ada masalah ni macam, I'm actually going through something. But then you're saying that it's fine. Like, kesian ke orang ni. Hmm. But how do you think about the movie The Joker? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's a hard, that's a hard one to, I have, okay, it's hard for me to call me because I have, first of all, I haven't watched it. But like, Oh what! I haven't watched it yet, <laughs> but um, I I I get like like some some of the like comments are like you want to humanize uh villains. Okay, you you should watch it first. <laughs> yeah, I should watch it first before before I give my comments. But yeah, I don't want some... to spoil it. Of course, I was yeah, okay, first curious. Okay, please don't, please don't. <laughs> Okay, I think it's somewhere. Yeah, too. No, no, and then we, me, me, me and Hazi will watch it together. Nice. Right, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. 
I guess I guess we spent a lot, a, a, like a lot of like you know, time on talking about romanticizing on mental health, right? I think let's talk about like how should we solve it and what's a good mental health. I think Jolene has a mm-hmm. you know, so I guess like all all these issues we talk about. Let's, so what's the solution that we like? I guess a pragmatic or maybe a principal solution that we can think of. I think one of the ways you can, if you have friends or whoever you know who has like a going through life challenges, you know, that, for example, a breakup, that's easiest to say, to talk about right now. If they were going through a breakup and they feel very sad, don't immediately categorize them as depressed. Or even if they want to categorize themselves, you, you can remind them that, you know, um, it's normal that you feel this way, especially going through a breakup. If you need like uh, um, someone to listen, I'm here. And then when they keep having repetitive thoughts about uh, the what if, what if scenarios and all, um, it's normal. But to just to assure them that, but it's it's, it's important to give uh, to check in with them um, every now and then. But if if you start notice how it actually affects their normal mm-hmm. daily life functioning, for example, affecting their relationship with, with other people, with their parents, or with their family, or even like affecting their work or their study, then yes, you can ask them what are the ways they are coping with it right now. And if they couldn't find any solutions, they do not know how anymore, then can suggest professional help if they are open for that. And then... If they don't want also, they can call mm-hmm. befrienders first, befrienders. And then two, they can uh, definitely go and cons- seek professional help. You know, there's a few organizations out there like MIASA, MIASA, MMHA, Mental Health Organization Malaysia. Or you can even seek help from Souls as well as Health. There's actually a lot, and even private clinic and government hospital. But government hospital is going to take a while. So it's going to take you probably a month. You make an appointment now. They do a diagnosis for yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, they do a session with you. Then they will say, oh, uh, I will see you next month or sometimes two months later. Because to be honest, there's only 8,700 plus of counsellors, registered counsellors in Malaysia right now since the report was published in 2019. So we don't really have a lot of um, mm-hmm. counsellors yet. Because I think the healthy ratio is 1 to 500 people. I mean, according to Malaysia, I mean, I, I'm not sure even if, if one counsellor to 500 is enough. But now we have like one counsellor to 52,000 people. So you can see that there's a huge ratio differences between the professional licensed mental health counsellors and to, to, to the population. And not even to say like psychiatrists is even lower and also clinical psychologists you, they there's not enough of these people in the field right now yeah especially in the government hospital because my i have uh, friends that work in uh, malaysian hospitals you know doctor's job is just to diagnose your physical symptoms treat you you know other sakita your neck okay and not your leg okay and not but every time most of the time people the family members all come they actually were looking for mental health support or you know emotional support, emotional support. But there's no, there's not enough counselors. There's not enough people to help. And nurse job is to take care of you physically also, not so much on the emotional support. 
So there's always uh, a lot of draining for the doctors as well. She she told me about it. And I, 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 I say I really understand. Because yeah, yeah. in the government hospital, really just way too many people. And most of the people who come into the hospital, they are like B40, you know. So it's even like, they need more support. You know, you know I think, so, I yeah. think like, another, like, I guess, I think, I think you said it, like another way for us to, to help those who are in need, like in need of like, uh, who are facing this mental health problem is be, is to help them by talking to them, you know, uh, making sure that the, yeah, yeah, listening, listening mm-hmm. to them. If I'm not mistaken, I've heard this campaign from the World World Health Organization. That was recently from my listening exam for my English. <laughs> yeah, so it just came out my mind. So yeah, so I guess one way for us to help cater to these people, <laughs> young, young having mental health problems. Maybe I think the first step we can do is to talk to them and listen to them. Like, even though we're not professionals, but at least we are giving them a lending hand. At least they're being heard. Um, number one, maybe it could help, like, decrease the beban of the doctors so they don't have to, you know, like, uh, treat so many patients. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the, the end goal is to help, to help these people feel not marginalized, to feel isolated, ataupun dipulaukan. So I think talking, like, the campaign, which is, Let's talk. So you gotta talk. Yeah, I mean a lot of empathy as well. You need to exercise and be mm. slow to judge. You know, if every time you do, they would say something that kind of like trigger you potentially because it reminded you of your past or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. don't give advice because you have to let them to run whatever they have in your mind right now. So whenever they, you know, so ask them how they feel because most of the time, mm. uh, people kind of like don't really talk about their feelings and they sort of mix up the thing they are I think and I feel they will say oh I feel like today is uh, not a very good day but the thing is that it's not I feel today is not a good day it's I think today is not a good day but how are you feeling because feeling usually the emotion is just one word I feel bad I feel sad I feel angry but sometimes uh, people tend to mix that so whenever I do sessions with my clients Whenever they say, I feel, I'll say, oh, okay. It sounds like you think that today is a bad day. So that it makes them to indirectly mm-hmm. realize that it's actually their thoughts. They're, they're describing their thoughts, not their feeling. But okay, how the, the main question is, how should we solve the romanticizing issues? Well, I think first is that we should tell people not to immediately resolve issues. I mean, self-diagnose themselves and then uh, put themselves into the box. It's okay, you want to assess yourself. But afterward, what's your next step? It's important to ask the person, so what's your next step, you know? Are you going to seek help or what kind of support do you think is will be helpful for you? So those are the things that they should ask. I mean, if you can put that kind of PSA outside, that'll be great. Two is that if they want to look for help, maybe you can put out some helplines. But, uh, but if they don't want, they want to talk to their family members, they can as well. But if it's kind of like, if they don't have someone to talk to, they can definitely talk to befrienders or all these mental health organizations. And also, like, um, they need to realize that it's not the end of the world. <laughs> That's what I want to a, say. A lot of problems, but yeah. we gotta, we, I guess we gotta play our, our role as, I guess, as friends and as family members to, to stop these, you know, romanticizing and, you know, yeah, I think. I guess something else uh, we should do, other than like, being there for our friends is um what we're doing right now basically for this episode which is raising awareness 
everyone should be aware about it and we should spread yes. the awareness cakap why is it a problem how is it a problem and I guess knowing more about it is better than not knowing about it at all yeah 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 knowing about the problem so we can empathize more that's is true and try not to make them see like the problem is so the problem is them because a lot of people they tend to see them as a problem they are the issues yeah. like damn I have the issues you know I can't detach the problem from me so that's the thing uh, doing my counseling sessions I usually will help my client to see the problem instead of having them to see themselves as an issue because when you see themselves as an issue you really feel like you're stupid mm-hmm. you're useless you're hopeless you really cannot do anything about it but when you see the problem is that actually say you don't have enough resources that's why you're feeling like this you know so that how do you think we can tackle this person that this issue sometimes they will say oh I have depression and then that's about it but when you start to see depression as a problem instead of you eh, you are depression <laughs> then it's easier for you to, to manage it yeah and sometimes I will tell my shy my client like say oh do you have a name for this issue you know they will say oh yeah I, I usually call him the the boogeyman. The boogeyman. So I was like saying, okay, so how do you want to address issues? How do you want to manage boogeyman from coming to haunt you again? And then after that, that's where you start to look at the issue. Yeah. So you are not the boogeyman, but the issue, the depression is the boogeyman, for example. Uh-huh. It might work for some, right. but it might not work for some. But still, again, yes, raising awareness is very important. And also seek professional help and get support from your family and your family, and yeah. friends. That's that's very important because most of the time, it's not only like you go to see a counselor or psychologist, mm. psychiatrist immediately your problem is like pow gone. No, yeah. <laughs> it's actually the support around you mm-hmm. is very important. Yes, yes, yes. You know mm. to add this uh, before we end something that I want to add. Uh, it's it's something that I learned about sociology. You know, okay, mm-hmm. so. Emily, oh, I forgot the name of the of the sociologist, but Emily Durkheim. Emily Durkheim. Okay. That's if I'm not mistaken. So he did like um he did like a study lah about uh, depression in society. Maybe like people are tend to have mental problems, not maybe because of themselves, but maybe because of the support system that they have around them. Because I think that's the main cause, most likely the main cause of of. Uh, these mental health problems, which is the support system. I think, I think as individuals, as as someone who is not from the government or anything, I think it's important that we take initiative to um, be the best support system we can be to our friends and close ones. Mm, yeah. So to prevent these these issues or these mental health problems from happening. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, if you know, okay. So recently, I have known someone. He kind of like got bullied in the workplace in a way because he like your colleagues his colleagues already know that he's on medication that he is um, having some mental health uh, challenge and then um, they the, the colleague just had like uh, annoyed with how he performed because he, did, he wasn't as productive as before and then eventually the person just tell the person like uh, why do you think you want to commit suicide? So it's like I, the person basically tell my friend, like, why you want to commit suicide? Is it you already know someone already in the medication having mental health challenge? 
it's not a good thing to actually tell someone that because the person is actually at the low point of life. And you tell the person that it's kind of like telling the person to kind of like suggest the person that yeah you should yeah yeah basically that basically that is yeah um so I guess yeah that, that that's a very that's very inconsiderate yeah, like, I would say yeah so I guess this has been a very long episode one hour and seventeen minutes <laughs> this has been a let's talk episode that's all I can say well you can uh, minus and cut and edit all the other. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's okay, it's okay. This could be a one-hour special with our first guest of the year, right? So, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Is this like, uh, how, how long was your usual? Usually, it would be like 30 minutes, but like... Oh, really? So, sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, we'll see what we can do. But anyways, I'd say for me, it has been a lengthy episode and, and a lengthy and, and quite like very deep discussion lah. Like we, we've... We've given like a lot of stories, a lot of, a lot of suggestions, a lot of perspectives. One coming from a counselor, one and one coming from an eight and a nineteen year old, and from one from a twenty year old. <laughs> no, I think, but you guys actually have an immediate experience with it, which is interesting. That, and is is something that I really should talk about. I I do have to say that um. Some of my clients are around your age, but you and they, they they do face some of these issues as well. But actually they did seek professional help. So I guess I guess mm-hmm. I guess we can consider that consider us lucky to experience these, you know, experiences firsthand. Like, like yeah, we can empathize yeah, them. Second hand I would say. You know, you know. <laughs> so I see any last any last thoughts? <laughs> hmm. That day, that day good. Uh I guess one thing for sure is that Yes, it is true. This is a very long episode, but in my opinion, this long episode pun tak boleh cakap sepenuhnya tentang mental health ni. This is still a lot of things that we can talk about. That we can go even deeper than this. You can even explore. Rather than go deeper, you can go even broader. And which I also have some stories that maybe I could have told, but I didn't tell because of I want to keep the time. <laughs> Thank you, Jolie, for coming and to be our first guest. Yep, thank yep. you for coming. Thank you, everyone. And thank you to time. those who have listened to our uh, episode <laughs> up until now. Thank you. Uh, this is another yeah. episode of What Now? This is Salamay Haikal and my co-host, Hazik. You can follow us on one of, uh, our Instagram page, which is at What Now? to get any latest news and updates from our podcast. And you can follow uh, uh, Jolene at Jolene Jorn on Instagram you can follow me at Sadamai Haikal at Sadamai Haikal and you can follow Hazik at, at Hazik Hazikado yeah <laughs> alright thank you for listening and we hope to see you soon in the next episode bye bye bye